Hey, Gritty Friends. So excited you are here. Welcome to episode six. Today, we're chatting about alignment with goals and your purpose and how it leads you to creating relationships that connect. So when you send a DM, social media peeps know you. If you sell products or services through social media or email, this episode is especially for you. Now we'll cover goals, passions, finding your purpose, and how to align them to your messages that you are sending to people. Who's with me on your daily dose of DMs that come in via Facebook or IG Messenger? Hi, Erica, I have this great product and it's on sale and you want it, right? Or I have a group that you'd be interested in. Here's the link and you should join. And it's not even their link. And I see like 200,000 people in it. And I'm like, whoa, I mean, let's back up for a second. You have no idea who I am, no clue what problems I have, much less if you can solve them, right? So to me, you are screaming that you just want my money and a bigger group. Most of us are all about helping friends, the ones you've known on social media for a long time, and we know a lot about them, but establishing trust and credibility online to those we've never met, like this is what we're gonna do a little diving into today. But what do you do when you don't know anything about them? That's where today's gritty advice will take us. So just want to take a moment and read a podcast review here. I'm so excited. I have a review from at tight ship mama. The review said, I'm so excited for this podcast. I'm trying to take my business to the next level. And this podcast could not have come at a better time. Thank you so much for this review. And I love that God brings us, uh, brings it to you at the time when you need the motivation and inspiration the most. It just seriously makes my day. I can't wait to hear all of your success stories. If you have a topic that has been on your heart that you want to learn more about overcoming or something that um, I can help with, jump into my Facebook community and connect with me. My goal is keeping topics relevant to what you want to hear. And the link to the Gritty Coach community is in the show notes below. And if you haven't had a chance to leave a review and found this podcast to help you in some way, I would love to hear from you. Just use the link to write a review and I will feature you on the next episode. So if you're ready, it's time to buckle up, sit back, and let's get gritty. Hey friends, welcome to The Gritty Coach. If you're feeling overwhelmed, unfocused, or even stuck in your business, don't worry, I completely know where you're coming from and I've been there before. But now you want to get some clarity, a plan, and you're ready to take your business to the next level, then you are in the right place. My name's Erica, and I'm the Gritty Coach. Just a little about me, I'm a veteran, a wife, a boy mom, a twin mom, and a fur mom. And after 20 years in the Navy and my unique life experiences, I am here to help you smooth and polish your business practices through what I like to call Gritty Love. So if you think you're tough enough, sit back, buckle up, and let's get gritty. Okay, so it's time to chat. If you have products or services that you are selling online, here's a good question for you. A couple of questions, actually. Have you ever felt spammy about the messages you are sending? Do you often get ignored, ghosted? Anyone sent you nasty messages in return? Raise your hand. Not if you're driving, that's probably not a safe idea, but I can't see you, but I trust you know who you are. It doesn't feel good. It turns into a grind. It takes the business into a grind and then you start to feel like you don't want to do it. And then before you know it, you're not doing it. And then you quit, 
right? Like it all spirals out of control and you get frustrated. I mean, there are only so many no's most of us can handle before we start to doubt what we're doing. Can I do this? It's sort of like that fear of failure sets in. Well, duh, it doesn't align with you. There are very few people on, the, on this planet that were made to sell this way. I actually think they really don't care what anything thinks about them as they send those messages. They are the ones you say, oh yeah, you're so good you could sell ice, ice to Eskimos. I mean, you know the ones. And on the other end of the spectrum, we took um, our son's Subaru to go drop it off at the dealership. And I, of course, drive a GMC. Hayden's in the car with me. We're like drive, driving to drop it off. And immediately we park, I park my car so that he could leave his car at the dealership. And immediately everybody's like, so how can I help you? And I'm like, no, I'm not giving up my car yet. This is not happening. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. He's just turning it in to have the oil changed or something. Like, do not move. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. I am here to collect my kid. That's it. <laughs> So as a kid, I knew growing up, medicine would be my way forward. I loved helping people and grossly, I loved my anatomy and physiology class for dissections. I mean, I have done some gnarly dissections through high school and college, and I, I knew I couldn't be a vet at some point because I didn't have the heart to euthanize, but I could do people medicine. They could tell me what's wrong. But as we discussed in episode three, feel Fear, oh my goodness, let me speak. Fear of failure, aka self-sabotage, stopped me from applying to med school. So I still went into the medical field in the Navy. I was a hospital corpsman and my Marines and my sailors were my patients. And to me, that was still medicine and still helping people. I am like 95% positive all the time. I have been called unnaturally perky since I don't drink coffee, but I am perky with silver lining kind of person. I do believe things happen for a reason. Sometimes they take me years to figure out why, but I eventually get there. Being in the medical field, even though I wasn't seeing, like had gone to medical school and I, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, it still filled my soul. I loved helping others. I would pretty much give you my shirt if it was going to save your life. In course school, this was so early on, I was doing a rotation in the cardiac ICU. This means I'd been in the Navy at this point six months. I was 21 years old and I had been in school for three months, right? I knew everything. Now, if memory serves me correctly, we are talking a very long time ago and I'm not going to tell you how long. <laughs> we had a patient who is on the ward. We had to do like a week of what they called like a service week kind of thing where you'd go and work a, a week into a certain ward or something that you wanted to work in. And we happened to, I happened to be in this cardiac care ICU and this, we had a patient on the ward and had mul multiple lines running everywhere. I cannot remember for the life of me what happened to this patient. Okay, again, that's age. Now, what I do remember was the doctor saying to all the staff that were in the room at that moment was that they needed something to help stabilize all the lines that were running out of this person, whether it was, you know, from the mouth, from the nose, I think there was like several, three or four different lines that they had and they needed to stabilize those. And weirdly, I thought of a helmet. We had just finished in, in our schooling, we had just finished learning how to stabilize the neck with a motorcycle accident. And I thought of a motorcycle helmet and I'm like, what a better way to stabilize the lines if you could figure out how to get the lines through the helmet front face, that would be perfect. So little old me who's been in the Navy for a half a second said, do you wanna try a motorcycle helmet? Do you think it would work? And the doc was like, yeah, go get it. I'm like, okay. So I knew exactly where we had one because we had just done this, you know, great uh, training in school. So I go running 
all the way. And I will tell you, I was in the like the second or third floor of the hospital and the school was clear across the base. And of course, at this point, running there was pretty much downhill. So it was super easy and I could go really fast but I knew I had to go uphill at some point. Um, so I run all the way down to the schoolhouse and I asked one of the instructors, I'm like, hey, there's an emergency happening up in the cardiac care unit. They need something to stabilize a patient. I'm thinking motorcycle helmet. Doctor asked if I could bring it. Can I take it? And immediately they said, yes, off I run. Now me, at least I was 21 and had age in my favor, now running up the hill to go back to the cardiac care unit so I could actually give um, the doctor this helmet. It worked. It actually worked. It was so cool. I felt so good that I had done something so crazy and had thought of it. And I'm sure these doctors who have been in school for so many years, and especially if they're a cardio, a cardiac thoracic surgeon, they've been in school, I think, longer than like I had ever gone through schooling between my elementary years all the way through college. They had been learning for a very long time. And I am sure that in that moment where they're all trying to process through all of their medical knowledge and actually come up with something that might work, I'm like, yeah, I just had that training last week. I wonder if this will work because it was fresh in my head. Not that I can even remotely say I'm smarter than any of these doctors. I just don't have any of that knowledge. They, I knew that they had to sort of sit and decipher through everything in their head to think of something that would work and think of something that they, that not only would work, but something that we had on hand. I was so proud in that moment. It pretty much fueled me for like the rest of my career because I knew I was doing something to make a difference. But I will tell you that as I got older and we started, Brooke and I began to have kiddos, my purpose changed. I missed not being home with them. I knew I needed to do what I could to stay the course and retire. I was too close to actually let that go. But retirement was going to happen right at 20. I knew I wasn't going to stay any longer. So we made preparations for my retirement. That was the goal. It was a new goal that aligned with what I wanted most. And I think I had three or four years left in the service at that time. So I was really close. I stuck it out and then it got hard. I knew where I wanted to be, but still stayed in the service. And I didn't give it less, but I wasn't as happy about the job. I was always still, um, I always have been for the longest time a people pleaser. I love to make other people feel good. And so I would never give less than that to continue to make you know, have people feel that great about where they are. And so when I retired, I knew it was going to get better. And it was, I had a job still in medicine, but it had so much more flexibility and I wasn't on the needs of the Navy as much. Like they couldn't call me anytime they wanted to and tell me to come in 365 days of the year, you know how that goes. But even five years later, that didn't align either. And Brooke was ready to retire. We had a five-year plan to get everything paid off and we were all set for his retirement and we were going to move and blah, blah, blah. And that did not happen the way we thought it was going to. But we adjusted because it brought him home. And I knew I wanted to be home. He knew he wanted to be home. And I needed to stop ignoring all the signs and get home to our boys. And that's where I am today. I am aligned. I am still helping others, which I think was my ultimate purpose in life. May not have been able to see it in that moment as I, you know, as I was growing up and as my life kind of took place, I may not have seen what the ultimate purpose was, but I knew I was following sort of my feelings and my, my instinct, my natural instincts of that I wanted to help and serve people that were in medicine. And now I'm okay with the fact that it may not necessarily be medicine. And it has come in so many different forms over the years. And I'm doing what I'm supposed to. And I know it took a while to get to this, but I was preparing. 
I had goals to get me to my purpose. I had a plan. We made plans as, you know, a family and we are thriving today. So excited. I am home likely more than our boys want me to be, but they know that Brooke and I are here if they should ever need us. And we try to give back, uh, you know, in the service so many times there, you know, we're not even close to where we were supposed, you know, where the boys are going to school or whatever, and an emergency will come up and at work. And of course, the needs of the Navy come before everything else. That's sort of how the motto of the military works. It doesn't matter whether it's the Navy or any other branch of service. It's just how that goes. The military takes precedence in that moment. And so we would have to call on friends to go get our kids. It just, you know, that was tough. We had to call on a lot of people. That was our village. And when I tell you that we had to really focus in on a village, we didn't have our family here. So we had to rely on a bunch of other people to help us get our children to and from school on days, pick our children up, take our kids out of school if they were sick. I mean, like this was, this was our life for so many years with the boys. And so now we really try to focus on giving, paying that forward. So many people gave for us and now we try to do that as much as we can for other people. Whenever they need us, we try to get there as fast as we can to help other people and, and help their kids as well. So whatever you are doing, it should align with who you are. And, th- and if that journey is online, then your people need to know, like, and trust you. But how? And that comes down to rela- developing relationships. So in previous companies, I was told to send all these messages every single day. They had all the specials, discounts, buy one, get one, ick, all of that. Now, I felt like I was serving in my videos, like when I would do my lives online, but not in my direct messaging, my DMs. So even though I was taught how to serve in the videos, my private messages were all salesy and they were just not aligning. It was icky. And I didn't like it. I felt like somebody was coming to knock on my door selling magazines. What I'm trying to say is it doesn't really matter what the job is online. Emails need to provide a service. Messages need to provide a service. Your posts need to provide a service. Your lives need to provide a service. There are very few jobs that do not require customer service skills. These are skills on how to deal with confrontation, how to answer questions, how to listen, and how to even pass the buck to your boss. These skills are needed for social media too. And if you aren't developing those relationship skills, your DMs aren't going to connect with others. And then you're going to, and then you're going to get ignored. I caution when I say this, that some will always ignore. That is no different than any other service, whether you're in person or not in person. Some people, doesn't matter what you do, they will just ignore. And you know what? That's okay. We let those go. Those weren't our people that we were supposed to be talking to. But it should be the occasional and not the majority or frequently. That's where we're trying to get across here. So now you're like, okay, thanks coach for telling us how we're doing it all wrong. Can you get to the part that's right? Yeah, of course I can. So number one, we need to look at where your goals are. Not just, oh, I want to retire at 40. Like, what is your passion? And if you don't know it, then we need to think about that. What lights you up? What makes you happy? What makes you feel good on the inside? That warm, fuzzy feeling and something that you wish you could do every day. You can also even look at what hobbies you enjoy. What did you love as a kid? Like I always loved animals. I probably do really well working at the Humane Society if I didn't have to put them down. I know this, I cannot put them down, I cannot euthanize. I probably could do it to a mean dog, but I don't think I could ever do it to anything that was like just sick. I mm, can't do it. So that's what I want you to write down. That's number one, is I want you to think about what your goals are, and then I want you to think about how those connect and what you really love. And once you find that purpose, that alignment, like 
you know, those goals that are actually fueling um, what you want to do, you need to make sure they align with your purpose. So if you have a goal that is to go out and retire at 40, does it align with the job that you're currently doing? Am I doing the purpose in order to get there and make sure that that all connects? So even though the goal is still to retire at 40, if I'm not doing something I love, I'm gonna have a really hard time getting there and they're all not gonna feel good and you're gonna struggle trying to get to that 40. Just like I struggled to try and stay till, till retirement, like it took everything I had to stay until, until my retirement because I, at that point, just wanted to be home. It didn't align anymore. Okay, so number two is once you find the purpose, are the goals you have aligning with it? Number three, set new goals and get rid of the ones that don't serve you. If you set the goal to make it to the top 1% of the company and you don't like the company anymore, ditch the goal, change the company. If you're told to do, you need to do more parties in person and you don't like that feeling nor have the time or want to, then don't. Don't make that your goal, but find the goals that do. The ones that will push you forward to the big ultimate goal. Now, number four, if you are here, then let's talk about service over sales. Like you already have your goals, they already feel aligned. Then let's talk about service over sales. This comes up so much. And, and the coaching calls that I do, really talking to people about how they're they need to change their private messages, their DMs. What they're sending is, it just, I'm like, does that feel good when you say that? And they're like, no. Okay, then we need to change that. That there's no reason to send it. If it doesn't feel good, we shouldn't be doing it. And guess what? The other person's gonna sense it too. They're not gonna like it. So you don't like it, they don't like it, then why are we doing it? So we need to provide more service. Stop talking about 24 seven discounts. Should you mention discounts? Yeah, say those for your posts. Talk about it. I love to talk about how it's a bargain shopping thing. That to me is service. Like I'm always a bargain hunter. My mom made me that way. So I'm always one to find a good bargain. So I'm like, where are my bargain hunters? If you like to bargain shop, this is how this serves you, right? These are things that I try to bring up is how does it serve a problem? If their problem is, is they don't have much money, but yet they want to buy something, then how can I save them money? This is the best deal. Do I want to sell them all the other stuff? Maybe, but this is the best deal. This is what you actually really wanted. It's their problem. I'm trying to help solve it. So find out what you can serve that will help others in your community. So I've done a lot of training for other teams and how to serve over sales so that they can, you know, so that they can also change their messaging and work in a better fashion that also produces more and develops those relationships and make sure that you help in like, what does your community need? What can you serve that will help others? If um, my community needs me to you know, show them how to declutter their closet, or they want me to show them how to wash my face, how I wash my face, what my skincare routine is, how do I put on eyeshadow, then if that's my, if that's what my job is, like my brand, then that's what I'm going to serve them with. I'm going to serve them with, okay, let me show you how to organize your closet. I probably need to do it too. Let's, let's get to this. I mean, I'm not exempt from any of this. So make sure that you can solve whatever the problem is. If you can't solve it, don't try because that will ultimately, we used to call that in the Navy, like shooting from the hip. It's going to come across, they're going to find you, and it's going to lose your credibility. They're going to figure it out that you have no idea what you're doing. So, but if you have a friend that can do that, forward it to them. 
forward them over to that friend. Lift up the next person. They will come back. It will come back to you. Do not be threatened by other people's businesses. If they want you and they connect with you, they will come back to you because they're going to love what you're dishing out and they're, you're dishing out you. You're not dishing out products left, right, and center. You're dishing out you and how you work and what problems you can solve and how you serve. And it's not all about trying to get in people's pocketbooks. That's going to change and people are going to come back to you. When you decide to message them, you should be thinking, what is your reason? Is it just to get the sale? Then you're back to crappy messaging. But if it's to help them, you are giving more than you are taking. And that's what you should be doing. It will all come back. But you should definitely be giving more than you're taking. And you need to develop these relationships. Your first thing shouldn't be, hey, thanks for adding me. And I have this Facebook group that is for women who have grandkids. Well, I don't fit that. I don't have grandkids. So why do I want to be in your Facebook group? I don't. And then I ghost you. So get to know people. You would be surprised at some of the conversations I have had with people just about life and what they are doing. And the great thing is when I have a question, I have a ton of experts because not only are they getting to know me, I'm getting to know them and what they do for a business. And when it, and when it comes time that I have something that comes up that meets, you know, their business, um, their business realm, I'm going to go to them and vice versa. So it's okay. It'll all come back. And because I'm learning just as much about them to see if there's something I can help with, I'm learning about their expertise. That means I can help them with their business too, and they can help me. This goes back to sharing the love, bringing back, it takes a village mentality. Take out the competitive. Okay. So here's what this all boils down to. If you are doing what really fuels your passion, you will have no fear or icky feelings sharing the things that you know. Seriously, when I started aligning more in my purpose and talking about coaching and talking about um, gritty love and, and I'm, I can be rough around the edges and how I deliver things, I figured out that sometimes people just needed to hear that. They just needed to be told, no, 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 stop that. Stop, stop what you're doing right now. You need to refocus. And sometimes they just needed to hear that. They needed to hear the accountability. Okay, let's see, what are we focusing on? Let's get back on track right? Sometimes people just needed to hear that. And, and I, I, I was like, okay, this is where my niche is. This is what makes me feel good. And you know what? That feel good made me overcome my fears. It made me over, there was no fear. I, really, there was none. There was no fear. In fact, it helped me launch into a podcast that I never expected to do. I never, ever had a dream of doing a podcast never had a dream of doing a podcast. I barely even listened to audibles because I'm a visual person. I like to have a book in front of me and I like to really um, be able to highlight and write and, you know, I can listen to it, but I like to have the visual as well. So even in audibles, I had to get rid of my subscription. I occasionally listen to podcasts, but it's generally because I like the humor more than anything else. I want to laugh because if I have to think about what I'm doing while I'm, and I usually do it while I'm driving, then guess what? I'm probably going to be challenged and not remember anything. And I want to remember what people are saying. I want to recall. I want to learn. And so I really have to be careful. So podcast was never in my realm. But when I started talking about it, I was like, oh, I could totally do this. I could do this. Why? Because I, I have a service that I want to provide. I want to give people ideas on how to overcome and level up their business. And that, my friends, is 
this me wanting to give more than I take. Because I'm sitting here trying to give you ideas and ways to help you move your business higher, move you higher as a person and to develop relationships. And that's not me taking, that's me wanting to give to you. And you know what else? It, like I said, it will cause you to lose your fear of failure and your fear of success because you're coming from the heart, which everyone will pick up on, but you will also sound confident in, in which your words will show that. Like everything you say will wind up showing that you are confident and you won't have to fake it till you make it anymore because it will come from the heart. It will be you. It will be the real you. Now, what I don't want you to do is feel like, oh crap, I am working this job I don't like and I don't know what I'm supposed to do. This is the journey. This is living. This is living in the now and taking steps every day to get to that goal or passion. If your goal is to travel the world, I have seen people leave everything and go travel the world. There's actually a, um, a husband and wife that are called the average nomads and midlife, no crisis. It's so, they're so fantastic. And I happen to just come across them because they were um, talking about Egypt and they were traveling through Egypt at the time and I loved all their photos. And you know, I know what they do. They go around and they tell you the good, the bad, and the ugly of traveling to all those locations. Now, they are like the inside travelers. They are amazing. Now, they didn't do this in their 20s, but they took steps to get there. They didn't just take off and go at 20 years old and say, I'm going to go travel the world. And they got all, no, they had to prepare. They had to prepare. They didn't just leave everything one day and bail. They had a plan, but they knew what their passion was. They knew where they were going to travel to and they have let their passion guide them. And now they're making even more money because their passion is actually guiding them to um, showing other people on Facebook. People pay them. I mean, they get they get paid for their their whole thing. Their, um, the money that they've saved, the advertisements that they have. I mean, like, there's more involved in this these days. So they knew what they wanted and they went after it, just not right away. And that's okay. So that's sort of where I want you to you know, understand that I'm not telling you to quit your job today. I'm telling you to be prepared so that you can make the transition into what you really want, especially if you need to have income coming in immediately, which is probably 99.9% .9 of us all need to have income coming in. Then I'm not telling you to quit your job. I'm telling you to prepare. I'm telling you to figure out who you are, what you want to do and make a plan and make the shift. That's what I'm telling you. And if that includes that right now you're online and you're selling and you're doing it part-time while you're trying to still make a full-time earning, then fine, but do it right. And you do it because it's your passion. That's what I'm trying to tell you. So this was just an example of something that wasn't mine, right? I was just trying to show you uh, um, another story, like share it with you, another story that wasn't me of how this is, you know, how somebody else has done it, this couple has done it. And I'm just saying it can be done slowly while you are still providing for your family, while you have a job, you have to start somewhere. And if you're 18 and can start with your passion now, it might change. It might change and that's okay. That's the journey to self-discovery. Sounds cheesy, but that's the journey. And that's what I want you to focus on is the journey. You're living in the now, enjoying right now, but you have goals for the future and then you start to make those changes slowly. And at different ages, we have different stages. And yes, I'm a poet and didn't know it. Okay, and I'm probably the only one laughing at myself now. But different ages, different stages. Mine changed and went from all this medicine I wanted to do to me wanting to be at home. And that can happen to you too. Maybe it doesn't. You know, we're all a little, we're all different, a little different. We're all different. But 
our what we start with when we're 18 is not necessarily where we wind up when we're 45, 50, 55, whatever, and that's okay. But enjoying the journey along the way and making the changes to be in the right place is where you do want to be. Okay. So what do I want you to do with all this goodness? Here is your homework. If you are driving, folding laundry, or anything else with your hands while listening to this, and you felt like this is just what you needed, go back and listen to it again when you aren't so busy, and you can do this homework. What I'd love for you to do is really sit down and think about what your goals are. Where do you see yourself in five years, 10 years? What makes you feel good? Is it what you're doing now? If you have health and wellness products and you don't feel passionate about what you're doing, it's time to make a change. How are you going to do that? If you want to stop corporate work, what goals have you made to get that into motion? If you don't know what your passions are, then let's chat. Let's walk through that. If you're working in your purpose and want to make changes to your messaging, check the link in the episode notes for my free quick steps to messaging that connects and builds relationships. And I give you my top two connections. They are so good, quick and easy. That's what this is. You can implement them immediately. If you feel like you need more strategy to implement your plans, then check out my level up your business program in the episode notes as well, which is designed to audit where you're at, see where you want to go and create the plan to get there with some gritty accountability to push you along. That's what we do around here. Get in your uncomfortable growth space and make big things happen. And I hope you found the information today that I've shared useful more than all my stories that I shared with you, but actually, you know, you've, you've connected with something that's in it and you really want to make that change. That's what I'm here for. I, I just really would love to hear your thoughts about it. And don't forget, so you never miss an episode to follow, 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 follow. And if you find this episode was what you were needing to hear and have friends or colleagues who could benefit, grab the link or snatch a photo and put this in your stories or post, tag me, tag me. And I would love to tag you back on my pages too. So it's the gritty coach, no matter whether you're on Instagram or Facebook, it's still the gritty coach. I think in Instagram, it's got some underscores in between the and gritty and coach, but in uh, Facebook, it's just the gritty coach altogether. This is huge feedback for me. I am, I am a lover of feedback. I've got my big girl panties on. I can handle it. I'm telling you, I put them on every day so that I can handle whatever comes my way. (laughs) Again, I am rhyming. We got this down. So I really, really hope this helped you out and this is what is resonating with you today. And until next time, keep staying gritty. Hey friend, before you go, I would love to read your takeaways from this episode. I would be so blessed and grateful if you had a few moments to share your thoughts in a review. So just hop on over to Apple Podcasts Scroll below the episodes and click on the purple write a review. Now, if this episode inspired you today to make a change, share it on your Instagram or your Facebook stories and tag me at The Gritty Coach. I would love to tag you back in my stories. Just remember to never give up. You never fail, but you just learned a way how not to do something. So try again. I believe in you. And until we meet again, keep up the grit. Yay!